are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power it is shop talk friday brought to you by the power producers mastermind where the smart people hang on the internet to learn from each other and collaborate if you're not there it's not because you're not smart you just haven't figured it out yet come check us out killingcommercial.com you can get one-on-one coaching a learning center and access to some of the brightest minds in the middle market game. And Kyle and I are in there, so there's that too. Learning centers are the best. I love learning centers so much. You know, Nash went to the library yesterday. That's kind of like the original learning center. I could see him waddling through the library, just hawking books left and right. Chucking them, stumbling around like a drunk little infant. How about the Dewey Decimal System? Does that thing even (laughs) exist anymore? (laughs) You know, when I was a kid, like the big thing was we were tested on the metric system and the Dewey Decimal System and basically threatened that that was going to be a way of life going forward. Right. Never happened. My favorite was like teachers telling you it's not like you're going to have a calculator in your pocket walking around. Like you're going to have to learn (laughs) how to do this in your head. Right. Or access to YouTube to just watch somebody do it and replicate their actions. Right. Yeah, you're right. I don't need a calculator. I've got this step-by-step instruction manual here (laughs) via video. Well, listen, if anybody's listened to the show for any period of time, they know that we don't typically go after construction. And what I mean by that is we like service contractors that do residential to consumer work. I'll even do a little commercial, little industrial. Doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I just the, the the new construction and the remodel guys and all of that. That's where to me, stuff. Gray area is the way of life for those guys. Oh, they love they love the gray. They make Gene Hackman in the firm look like the president of the Boy Scouts, right? Like, just absolutely ridiculous. So. I have picked up a couple of really good opportunities, their construction. And, you know, I always say if somebody's got workers' comp issues, that's my safety valve because if it's a workers' comp problem, that's like my catch-all to be a generalist. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay in my lane of the stuff I really like. Right. But this one had some problems, and um, I can understand why. And what what did you say it was? A construction account. New, Just, new, okay. new, it, it, they're not doing new construction, but they've got uh, a lot of stuff that happens on the outside of houses. They can do roofing. They can do okay. windows. They can do doors. They can do siding up north. You know, it, it's a good-sized account that operates in multiple states. And, you know, I used my normal shtick when I go in to work with somebody, and I'm branded as the risk manager. And 
largely mm-hmm. welcomed into the organization in this case. You know, the the, the CEO. Really baffled me when I got that email from you the other day. <laughs> I was like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. yeah, that's one of my top tricks, man. That's a good um, trick. So I, um, I've, I've got good rapport with the CEO, good rapport with the chief administrative officer. All things are clicking. Mm-hmm. Then you get the field guys. Or, you know, you get the people that were partners in one of the companies that has been acquired by this group, and they always know a better way. Right. And I just felt like it would be a good episode to talk about some of the crazy crap that I've seen and heard just even in the last month and a half, two months since I've been hanging out with this crew. Uh huh. So my first new favorite thing was that the one ex-partner who's still there but just not in a controlling interest wanted (laughs) – this is awesome – wanted all of the uninsured subs to be placed on the master policy, which, okay, if you're uninsured and a sub, you're going to have coverage anyhow. But he was going to make a profit center out of it. He wanted to put them (laughs) on his policy and and then charge them a surcharge. Right. And so that's good. I I was blown away. I was blown away. In fact, while I'm talking, I am going to pull up my response. That's that so I, hilarious that I'm like sitting in that meeting. If he brought that up to me, I, I may have I may not have known what the hell he was talking about. That's so how true, that's how crazy that is. True story. This guy was not. Um, he was not in a meeting like this was all done over the phone. Okay. So basically, I don't know. I've got so many emails back and forth with him at this point. I can't, I can't find where I did it, but basically I just told him, you know, I was under the impression you were licensed as a contractor, not an insurance company. And (laughs) what you're telling me is you're going to collect premium on behalf of an insured and administer everything inside of your operation as if you were an insurance carrier. Are you licensed? I said, I hate to be ludicrous in asking this, but are you licensed as an insurance carrier in the states in which you operate? Never got a response. Yeah, of course not. Right. So the same guy this week has the idea that he wants to make sure that they're not paying paying too much, right? They're not paying too much. And so for their, as for their res- insurance. Yes. That's he, the he best. wants to make yeah, he wants to make sure that um anybody who is a sole proprietor or a small LLC or corporation that doesn't have the money or the ability to go out and get their own workers comp, he wanted to make the exemption forms part of the onboarding packet into the corporation. So if you're a sub and you're going to come work for us, here's all the paperwork to come work for us. And here's the exemption forms you need to file with the state. Okay. And and he couldn't understand why I had a problem with that. He couldn't understand why I threw a fit basically and said, look, friend, you're telling these people to go be exempt, right? You're not you're not telling them they need to have their own insurance. You're basically right. pushing them into being exempt and in writing tells me 
that he really he 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 thinks this is a better play because it's it's a better move for the uninsured sub to go buy a disability policy than it is to try and be punitive to them financially and have them who's in this guy's circle where's like where's he getting all this stuff from so I did a video at that point because I had such a litany of things that I needed to say that it was never going to get conveyed in an email message. And I sent it over and I said, let me be very clear. Oh, you, <laughs> you, sent, should... you sent him the video? Yes. <laughs> okay. I said, right. it, no, I sent it to him, the CEO, the CAO, everybody. I sent it to the entire organization because that CMO <laughs> right now is they want me to be the one to weigh in on this stuff. Right. And I sent it over to the to the lady that we work with and I said, Listen, you need to have this message come from the CEO. He needs to establish his authority because this guy right here is going to be a pain in his butt and never respect his authority if I'm the one that's always coming out with the tough message to deliver. So I'm going to do the video. You send it over to him and we'll go from there. And so I did the video and I basically said, number one, under no circumstances whatsoever should you ever put exemption forms into an onboarding packet for your company. You should establish what the requirements are and then let those people figure out what they're going to do. And your requirements should be workers' compensation with an AM best, you know, A-rated carrier or equivalent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all of the usual stuff. General liability, or, yep. or a valid exemption with the state of Florida or, right. you know, another state if they accept them. And I said, you can even put the link if, you know, yeah. exemption forms can be found here. But the second that you make it part of your onboarding process, like right. you're saying everybody should do this, you're putting the company at a tremendous amount of risk for this employee yeah. saying, oh, they strong-armed me into doing the exemption. I'd have bought the comp if I would have known that was the case. But here's the other problem, and this is what I told the guy. I'm like, let me ask you a question. You ever been injured and go to urgent care? What are the first two questions that you're asked? Was this an auto accident? Was this a work-related injury? Mm-hmm. Your health plan is more than likely not going to pick up coverage if you willfully filed an exemption and got injured on the job. That's your True. problem. Here's another fun fact. Short-term disability policies are short-term. They also don't cover medical expenses. They're only going to cover a percentage of your lost wages. Hey, so yeah. you're going to have to have health. You're going to have to have short-term. You're going to have to have long-term if you have a significant injury of any kind. Now you're more expensive than workers' comp. In my experience, workers' comp is absolutely the cheapest form and best coverage for disability you're going to get because it's statutory. Mm-hmm. Right? So why would I go... Now you got to go buy a medical policy that may or may not respond. You have to buy a short-term policy. Then you have to go and buy a long-term policy. Guess what those policies are rated off of? Your occupation and your wages. And guess what else? They typically exclude occupational injury. Mm-hmm. So this dude was, you know, trying. I'm to just circumvent- wondering, like again, like like where, like where is this guy pulling this from? Because this is obviously like a, a like a, a thought out thing, and it's not just like it's like a, a, a convoluted plan to try to get around. Like, has he been doing? Like, I'm wondering if this was being done with with this company before, or if he's just got like a bunch of other. If he's just in like a shady contractor circle where they share shady ideas. I think that there's a coven of contractors that sits around a brewing pot of mead, <laughs> drinking from flagons, talking about ways they can screw insurance companies. Mead is the best. Dude, contractors hate insurance. 
it, it I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it either. They are the first to use. And by the way, can I just throw out there that contractors love windshield claims. For people who hate insurance, they yeah. have no problem pulling the trigger on the windshield claims. And then they want to bitch when the carrier uses that as predictive modeling for future accidents and decides, you know what? I'm not going to renew you this year. Right. What do you mean? Windshields are free. No, none of this crap is free, people. Nothing's it's ever just free. Like the, it's just like the whole free roof deal, right? Everybody thinks they're getting a free roof because these people come around their neighborhood door to door after a storm telling them they can get the roof taken care of. And now they're all the same people that are bitching and moaning that their Florida homeowner's insurance rates are up 30 to 40%, right? right. Hey, by the way, if your neighbor ever had a free roof sign in their yard bragging about the fact the insurance company paid for it, they didn't come out of pocket. Let me give you some advice. Go to Restaurant Depot. They will sell you 10 dozen eggs in a single box, and you can sit across the street and hurl them at that person's house because they're the reason your homeowners is going up. It's not the insurance companies. It's the fact that these people are getting roofs that they don't need to get. And guess what? It's going to happen. One of two things is going to happen, or both. We already know the price increases here, but coverage is going to go away. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's another fun fact. If you don't know what your carriers are saying for homeowners, whether it's your own policy or one that you're selling, you better find out whether or not that roof is going to be valued at replacement cost or diminished value, because you may be sitting on a 10, 15 year roof thinking you're getting ready to slide in and get an update at no cost and realize that there is no actual cash value or, or on your on your roof at that point. Hmm. It's already run its useful life. Right. So for the people in Florida specifically, and I know this is a big problem in Texas, but if you're getting, you know, normal renewals without the spike, you need to find out where they took coverage from because I'm not saying it happens every time, but a lot of the time something happened. Look at yeah. how many different policies have water backup exclusions on them now. Right? Water damage is typically sublimited to ten thousand or excluded five or, five periodically. Or 10, yeah. You know, very rarely are you going to find a policy that doesn't have a limit, a sublimit on water damage. Well, that's one of the ways they can control it. Ordinance and law. How many times, dude, I have never seen a personal lines policy issued that didn't have font size 64 bold (laughs) underline. Make sure you discuss ordinance and law with your agent. And yet people don't buy it and agents don't talk about it. That's mm-hmm. another thing. They're, they're not going to include it unless you opt in or they're going to include it at such a low level. Your agent's not going to talk to you about spending more because you're already griping that it costs you $40 a year more this year than it did last year. And you don't want to add anything to the policy. That's just the thing that always cracks me up, man. We're always looking at what the premium is instead of what the overall cost is. And if you haven't figured it out yet, the cheapest insurance policy is always the most expensive, period. Yeah. Always in the long run. Yep. It's, um, How about your friend, man? You want to tell your story about your friend that I got to get involved with and, and got dealt a whole buffet of crazy at the end of last week? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say a lot of the stuff with, with contractors that we see is, is centered around the subcontractors and not reporting them. And um, the other thing, too, that that popped in my head while while you were sitting there talking is like a lot of the contractors that I deal with that it gets sent to me that are like your smaller, you know, kitchen bath remodel, whatever they're, like you said, they're looking for the the cheapest insurance, the, the, you know, the lowest premium. And, and they're like trying to fudge the numbers on they're like, well, will it make a difference if I say that sales are 50,000 instead of, instead of 200? 
well, yeah, that's going to make a difference. That's what the policy is rated off of. But here's here's what's going to happen to you on the back end when you're audited. Like, and, and they just don't really understand that or think that there's always ways around that. And that and, and that's just why it's frustrating to deal with, with a lot of these smaller contractors and why we typically don't. Again, the, the ones I'm dealing with are sent to me that are referrals that I'm trying to help out. But any rate, yeah, this one, um, they were, they're a, uh, a, a cabinetry refacing company. And, you know, I had discussion with them. I don't even know how they found us. I think Google, they reached out, they had, um, they were looking for a quote on general liability. And they said that they already had somebody working on the workers comp. So I was like, okay, great. Um, I'll see what I can do. You know, um, here's what I need for the general liability. I'm going to need your estimated annual sales revenue, um, employees, your, uh, your payroll, what you're going to be paying subs. And, and the answers were just kind of like, well, we're a new business. We don't really know. Like, okay, I understand that, but we've got to start somewhere and we can adjust as the policy period goes along. But I've got to have some numbers to work with on the front end. Here's how they're going to rate your policy. So we got the general liability part squared away. And then they were still having issues finding the, the workers' comp for whatever reason. I don't know if they were going through a payroll company or what what exactly they were doing, or maybe another agent. But I was like, hey, look, you know, we kind of we we specialize in workers' comp here um, at Florida Risk, and you know, here's how it works. Numerous, numerous discussions over the phone because you know they were um, a very scientific buyer. You know, had a million questions, had never done anything before. You know, in the business insurance. Um, you know, realm. So I explained everything. I explained how the workers comp, you know, was going to work and what we needed and and how they needed to report things. And that, you know, the actual, you know, payroll that they had, we we need to start with an estimate, but they're going to be reporting the actual payroll that's run on a, on on a month to month basis so that it's, that it's completely accurate. And there's no surprises at the end of the year. Well, that was last uh, March. Um, so policy is coming up for renewal. So we send the renewal out and say, Hey, you know, um, are there any changes that need to be made to this? And then, and then comes this whole list, you know, of things that are, um, you know, maybe not accurate on the policy and I'm and, and kind of calling me out saying that I was confused because I couldn't explain what they needed to report. I'm like, listen, the only thing that I was confused about is why we're having a discussion in August about how you're not using any W-2 labor and it's all subcontracted work after I explained to you on the front end that that was not going to be acceptable to any carriers, that they are not going to write workers' comp for a company that's using 20 to 25 or more than 20 to 25% subcontractor exposure. And then that just turned into a whole snowball, you know, point and fingers, um, really kind of aggressive, you know, accusatory emails from this insured and I was about to jump through the computer and wring this person's neck. So that's that's when I got you involved so that I didn't do anything stupid because sometimes I do stupid shit. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, this lady was obviously not normal, you know, in terms of her thought process. Completely just some irrational. of the way, just some of the language in, in the email is, is just like, yeah, I mean, like you said, irrational and just kind of. It was totally accusatory and trying to play lawyer. When somebody comes out of the box and immediately starts saying misrepresentation, I'm coming in throwing haymakers. Like, yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, if you're going to accuse us of doing something unethical or dishonest, I'm coming in all guns blazing, period, end of story. Right. 
yeah, accused me of misrepresenting their workforce to the carrier, which never happened. And to which, in to which actuality, what happened was she misre- misrepresented what I said because I said I was I wasn't confused about anything other than the fact that all of your workforce is subcontractors when it was clearly stated on the front end that more than 20 to 25% was not going to work. That's what I was confused about. So, um, yeah, we haven't heard, I, I get, I'm assuming you haven't gotten anything back from her, from her since. No, but I'm really looking forward to the Christmas card I get next year. I feel like I probably made the list yeah. after our interaction. Probably. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they just find another agent and go away. I'm, I, Again, this is why we don't deal with this sector of, of contractors. You know, the, the, the small startup contractors that are always trying to work the system and, and find their way around things. And, you know, it's, again, it's not something that we went after and, and prospected. It was something that kind of came in and it's like, if they search us on Google and found us, I want to do my best to try to help them. But it's never something that I'm going to be actively prospecting for this for this particular reason right here. So absolutely. Well, look, we could sit here and talk about stupid crap contractors do all day, but it's just going to make the rest of us dumber. So yeah. I I say we wrap it up, hit the week. I need to, um, I need to go pick up my new three wood. The tailor made stealth came out today. I went and, uh, got fitted about three weeks ago. Like, I think it was like the day or two after Christmas and, um, or before, I don't know. We whatever. Anyways, that bad boy comes in today, and I need to go pick it up. Get it. Yep. Get it. All right, man. That's it. It's a wrap. Everybody, have a great weekend. Listen. Listen. Listen to the words that I'm saying to you. (laughs) Give us a review, good, bad, or otherwise, please. We like to see those numbers, man. It's the gas that fuels the engine. We're not getting paid up in this piece. You heard yeah. me read an ad? Nope. Hate you hear ads. me thank a sponsor? Nope. We live off of love and reviews, people, so give us some love. Otherwise, have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes